We've heard the term, say what you're gonna do, do what you say. I view that as, it's not linear, it's cyclical, and that it's a constant. I truly believe that you need to surround yourself with a diversity of mentors, not people just like you or who you aspire to be like, but great allies, people in all different areas of your field, your industry, and throughout the community. Getting things done has never been a problem on my team. Our saying that I always say to them is, tell me what you need and let me get it for you and get out of your way. Welcome to the CIO Exchange podcast. I'm Eden Porter de Leon. Now more than ever, technology leaders and their teams are rethinking the meaning of work and redefining how they navigate their careers. In this episode, recorded during the September 2020 VMworld Inspire Future event, we hear from a panel of leaders in technology roles and technology companies about their experiences, perspectives, and advice about their careers. The first voice that you'll hear from will be from the panel moderator, Anna Dorsey, VP of America's Marketing at VMware, followed by introductions from Sandy Hogan, SVP Worldwide Commercial and Partner Sales at VMware, then from our featured guests, Yvonne Chang, Director of Business Operations, Disney Vacations Development, and Lisa Nielsen, IT Delivery Manager at Publix. Throughout the conversation, the panelists cover a broad range of topics, from managing teams to mentorships as they outline their successes and the events in their careers that became valuable moments for learning. I am so excited to be here today with our panelists. It's kind of fun to be in the Oprah seat and ask questions and learn from people. So today I'm going to ask our panelists to kind of give a brief introduction of themselves and also tell us what did you want to be when you grew up? So I'll start with Sandy. Hello, everybody. I am Sandy Hogan. I am the Senior Vice President here at VMware for our partner and commercial organization. I've been here almost four months. I think I'm about to hit my four-month mark. I've been in the technology space for just about 20 years. Of course, my career before that didn't matter before tech, but I've served at some incredible companies like Cisco Systems, Here Technologies, and Rackspace. I've found my home at VMware, so just glad to be here. What did I want to be when I grew up? I actually thought I wanted to be a general contractor builder. (laughs) Not very common for women in the industry, but I will say I grew up, my dad started his own little company after doing trade jobs and he started pouring sidewalks. And he was usually pouring sidewalks at homes that were being built or rehabbed or whatever it was. And he learned on his own how to build houses. And so he started just this very, very small business, just a few employees, and he'd build about five or six homes a year. And sure enough, every summer I was staining doors, cleaning up plywood and all that. And every time I smell it, I still feel like someday that's going to be my destiny, but not for the stress levels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seems like even when you were young, you wanted to break barriers. So There you go. Didn't know it. (laughs) Exactly. And now we've got more than one choice, right? You can, you can still do it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, the 50 is the new 30, right? So there you have it. I sure hope so, Sandy. I sure (laughs) hope so. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here today with us. We'll come back to you in a minute. Okay. So Yvonne Chang, thank you so much for being here today. Please introduce yourself and tell us what did you want to be when you grow up or what do you want to be when you grow up? 
Exactly. Still growing up. So thank you so much, Anna. And it's such an honor and a pleasure to be here with Sandy and with Lisa and to be a part of this amazing conversation. I feel very blessed for that. Goodness, I am with Disney. I've been with Disney for about 22 years. And I guess it's probably easier to say, what haven't I done? I've done a lot of very unique and interesting roles. I've been very blessed. Our company is very much a proponent of allowing people to move from area to area and learn and develop as a result of that. Some of you may have read my bio, and I have a pretty unorthodox or unconventional uh, career trajectory, if you would, if that's if I'm allowed to say that as a description. It's been a little bit of a wild ride. Everything from being an engineer, supporting missile guidance systems, to creating translation systems for Disney character voices, to focusing on timeshare compliance and hospitality compliance. So you name it. If it needs to be done, I'm passionate about doing it and doing it well, and, and I've learned a lot. So the five-year-old version of Yvonne Chang was very similar. A lot of different things. So I didn't just want to be one thing. I wanted to be three different things. So I wanted to be a ballerina. I wanted to be a violinist. And I wanted to be a doctor. The first two didn't quite pan out because my lack of natural talent significantly outweighed my passion for those roles and fortunate for the world that those didn't work out because I would have embarrassed myself deeply. And then the doctor, that didn't work out either. I took high school biology and my first class where I had to dissect a frog, I freaked out pretty badly and I didn't think I could make it through medical school. As a result, I'm here today because my life has taken a lot of twists and turns, which I hopefully we can talk about today and talk about how that might be of interest and might be helpful to others who are thinking about transitioning into various careers. So thank you so much for including me today. Thank you. And I'm going to come back to you because you have had twists and turns in your career. So we're going to learn more about that in a minute. And last but certainly not least, welcome, Lisa. Please introduce yourself to our group here and tell us what did you want to be when you grew up? Thank you. My name is Lisa Nielsen. I'm the IT delivery manager for the platform infrastructure engineering team here at Publix. And I've been in that role for about eight years. Growing up, I was very grateful. I have two older brothers and it was never even a consideration or a thought that they wouldn't play with me or wouldn't include me because I was a girl. And so I kind of kept that my whole life and very much became that. I also was called bossy a lot as a youngster. And I remember one Christmas we got a computer and the three of us just really so engaged in it. And it was just so much fun. We played games and learned so much. A few years later, my mom brought home a laptop and came with a Lotus Notes 123. And I was just enamored with what an application could do with math. And it was just so much fun to me. And I don't have a creative bone or gene in my body, but we like to say that we make Excel dance. And that's like the thing that I love. So in summary, I feel I was always kind of drawn to be a manager of engineers and solve complex problems using data and analytics. And that's what I get to do now. And it's so much fun. Awesome. Well, I think they now have a new marketing term for bossy. It's called assertive or leadership, right? So we can all applaud that. Thank you, Lisa, so much for being here today. We appreciate you coming and sharing your story with us. So let's go to Sandy. Let's learn a little bit more about our panelists. So Sandy, you are new, as you've said, but you've been very much vocal about being a transformational leader. And we're excited to have you here at VMware. But you're also an evangelist for what's possible. And you definitely bring that to all of our conversations. Can you 
just give us some insight about how you've kind of applied your perspective and your principles to your career and what you want to bring to VMware? You know, it's interesting. Transformation is literally like one of the most overused words, right? It was actually in my job title even 10 years ago. Actually, longer than that, 2008, I had transformation in my title, business transformation. So it just goes to show how far back it goes. And I think what it represents is more of the what you don't know and the what's possible than what the answers are and what that transformation looks like. And I would say there are probably three big areas that that I really center on and, and candidly that I'm centered on even in my short time here at VMware. One is what I would call insatiable curiosity and having that growth mindset. If you have that growth mindset with that curiosity, the questions never end and you are always sort of digging underneath the layers and and trying to uncover. It's a discover to uncover in many respects, I think is really important. And I think that's an important mindset because whether you've been somewhere a few months or years you can get biased with your thinking or biased with an answer that you believe will work and will just quickly resolve it. And context is so important in that. And so that curiosity, I think, is really important. Second is the what I would call collaborative problem solving. There's virtually no problem that can't be solved to some degree, right? It may not be the full answer, but there's always something that can be solved. And I thrive on connecting the dots. Sometimes it's a requirement of me to function, which isn't always great either, because if the dots don't connect, you either don't do it or you get them to connect. And I think that's really important because everybody is so overworked in today's world, especially in a distributed workforce. It almost feels like there's no start and end time anymore to the work hours. So we don't want to put more burden and work on ourselves. There are always common people who are interested in trying to solve the same problem. I've always actually believed that in networking, that you don't network for network's sake, but you collaboratively problem solve. And if you find the functions, the teams, the people who share in that, it's amazing how fast you can get to execution and getting to that problem solving. And I'm living that every day at VMware. I don't know any better too. So I'm like, hey, I just talked to this person and, you know, we're working on the same thing, right? So I think that's nothing but opportunity in the transformation world. And then third is we've heard the term, say what you're going to do, do what you say. I view that as it's not linear, it's cyclical and that it's a constant and constantly communicating, setting context using that knowledge because in the absence of information, people will assume. And unfortunately, assumptions are not always down the positive path. And so when you're going down any transformation or change path, if you are not front and center, communicating, sharing, and it's not just one way, it's sharing and learning. I would say that those three I have held near and dear to my operating principles daily for the last decade plus from my learnings. And I think, too, some of the things that we've talked about is that you find answers from the people who might be the quietest, who you wouldn't suspect would have the answers. So I think everyone in an organization has something to offer when you're on that transformational journey. 
And you know what's important about that point, if I may, Anna, is because everyone has a different style, that's the importance, the role of questioning and asking questions and pulling them out of people versus just looking for the answer. Because then the people who may have an answer or a portion of it, they actually don't speak up or don't contribute. And so the more you, it's like Curious George or the five whys or whatever, Where's Waldo? Yeah, where's Waldo? <laughs> whatever gets you in that state of mind, let it get you there. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And so just as a point for everyone, it's important to speak up if you're asked the question. Don't sit back, right? That lean in philosophy, I think is kind of what you're trying to, to say and, and ask questions yourself because sometimes you'll be really quite excited about what you'll learn. Awesome. Speaking of learning, Yvonne, you have been on one of the most amazing career journeys. I think you've done more in your lifetime than most people have. It's extremely impressive. You've got an electrical engineering degree, you've got an MBA, and you actually started your career in design and production of military defense systems, which is not typically (laughs) what you would think of doing as a woman. And then you completely changed course and moved around. So Tell us a little bit, how did you sort of prepare for those next milestones and journey steps? Like, what were you thinking as you went along your path? And what questions did you ask yourself before making those next moves? I wish I could say that there was this grand plan and I mapped it all out and I was very strategic about it all. And the reality is that some of it was opportunistic. It happened because of the circumstances of my life. And I think for me, the key philosophy has always been whatever role you're in at the time, whether it is the absolute perfect role or just a stepping stone or a path to the next role, approach it with fervor, with passion, when the belief that you're going to learn, you're going to learn from it positive things, things that you want to emulate in future roles and things that you don't want to repeat or see again, you're going to be so much better for it, no matter what it is. And you're going to then leverage those skills to be uniquely qualified for that next thing, whatever that next thing is. I've always had that philosophy. And I really learned that philosophy very early on from my two most important mentors in my life, which were my mom and dad and continue to be, they're no longer with us here on this earth, but I know they're watching from above and I still talk to them. And they taught me those values. And I think that's what's enabled me to do so many different things. So I was an engineer. I graduated from my bachelor of science in electrical engineering at a young age in the late eighties, early nineties, when diversity and inclusion was not really something that people talked about a whole lot. There was not a lot of gender diversity in my field. I wasn't a part of a culture that was very supportive and engaging and the kinds of things I know all of us try to do in great companies like VMware and Publix and Disney to support women like me at the time. So I chose to leave that field because I didn't feel supported and I didn't feel like I could be my authentic self. And as a result, I was able to leverage those skills in engineering. And AT&T at the time was interested in hiring me because they felt that those engineering skills would really help them in their global marketing and sales organization. So I was able to leverage my engineering skills, leverage the problem solving that you gain as an engineer to really help me as a foundation in every role that I've been in. Transitioning into that marketing and sales role enabled me to learn important skills that all of us need. We all sell, whether we're in sales or not, we sell ourselves. We sell ideas, concepts. We sell everything around us. I learned how to do that. I learned how to communicate, how to influence, how to develop strategic partnerships, how to Sandy's point, be able to engage others in conversation, to transform, to be better at pretty much everything that I ever get an opportunity to do because of that. 
And along the way with great mentors, I truly believe that you need to surround yourself with a diversity of mentors, not people just like you or, or who you aspire to be like, but great allies, people in all different areas of your field, your industry, and throughout the community. I serve as well on the board of Stetson as a trustee, and I learn a lot from my community involvement and volunteerism. And I believe that it's important to engage with others in many different ways. I pay it forward because I've received a lot from my mentors and I mentor a lot. And I can't tell you how many times I've learned and benefited from those mentorships, my mentees who have introduced me to others who have really helped me throughout my career. So I could go on and on. I know we have limited time today, but I can just say that I've been blessed, but I've also tried to be smart about engaging smarter people than me to help me learn how to leverage the skills from my previous roles into my next role. That's awesome. Well, I might actually take you up and and have you be my mentor. Uh, With everything you've done, I think I can learn more from you. So I could just continue to listen to you speak. But let's go to Lisa, because I know Lisa has a lot to teach us as well. So Lisa, you lead a large team in multiple states, and you have tons of responsibility from security to operations. During the pandemic, grocery stores, specifically Publix, had a lot to do. You had kind of first-line support for people who needed food. Tell us, how did you find that time? How did you cope? What did you think during that time to sort of keep yourself positive? Because there was probably a ton of stress on you, as well as your colleagues, right? To make the deliveries, to make sure that the distribution was on time and that people got the necessary supplies and food that they needed. Tell us too, like, where do you think your next step is in your career? So tell us how, how you felt and how you're feeling now and kind of where do you think you're going to go next? Well, I'm very lucky and grateful. I have an amazing team of engineers who are just the best professionals I could ever ask for. They're really on everything that we assign them to do. So getting things done has never been a problem on my team. In fact, our saying that I always say to them is, tell me what you need and let me get it for you and get out of your way because they're the experts and they're the professionals and I want to empower them to really perform what they need to get done to support our business. I also have a great group of peers that support me. They're very helpful when I need time away to go to school or any of the training classes that I'm attending. I have an amazing mentor and then my management team has been also very supportive for me as well. And then of course, I have an amazing husband at home who's really supportive to me and helps me get where I need to go and he keeps pushing me every day. And as far as where I'm hoping to go with my career next, I am looking forward to continuing to grow my technical skills, but also my leadership skills, working on my MBA and some certifications from VMware. Also, I want to grow those technical skills so I can be a better support system for the engineers on my team. But I'm also hoping to grow into a more modern infrastructure with cross-functional engineers that I can support as well. That's awesome. Okay, so we're going to do some quick fire questions, okay? So we'll try to keep it short and sweet so that we can do a couple of them. Sandy, what advice would you give to your younger self? Trust yourself. That's a good one. Okay, Yvonne, same question to you. I think the same thing. Trust yourself. Have confidence that what you have to say is meaningful. And don't be afraid, I think, as we said earlier, to ask questions because you learn more by asking questions and sometimes having the answer. Awesome. Lisa, 
Well, I said, don't lift that because that's important. That's what I would tell my younger self first off. But in all seriousness, I would tell myself that you're going to stumble and and that's okay because you're also going to be a really great role model eventually and make your future self proud. That is awesome. Okay. Next question. If you ladies had a time machine, what's the one thing you'd go back and do differently? It can be personal or professional, whatever you choose to share with us today. Sandy? I would be that home builder. I really, <laughs> I eat There's this. There's still time. There's still time. No, that, that's kind of, that's kind of old, but the smell of building a house I, I love. So yeah. Great. Yvonne, what would you do? I think as a young leader, uh, and I think maybe because I was an engineer and I got into the weeds and the details of everything you had to, if you wanted to have missiles fly, right? It's learning to pull back and not having the answers to everything and not having to micromanage and do everything. Learning how to delegate is something that I struggled with for years. Uh, I'm still working on it. And so you don't have to do it all. You can't do it all. And it's okay. You need to get help. So that that would definitely be one of my pieces of advice for myself. That's great. Lisa, if you had a time machine, what's one thing you'd go back and do differently? I agree with ask the questions, um, but I would also learn and teach myself how to channel my passion and my excitement into the audience appropriately. Some of the times I get very excited. No, that's great. Being excited is great. So let's talk about leadership. What do you all feel is one of the most important leadership lessons either you've learned personally through stumbles or that someone's taught you along the way that you've held close and near and dear to you? Sandy. Don't let anyone make you think you need to be a certain way to be successful. I think there's a fine balance of obviously being politically savvy and understanding how to navigate, but being your authentic self. I actually wish I would have learned that earlier in my career that it was okay. I got more in trouble than I wanted to, but I think that's really important. That's awesome. Yvonne. I 100% agree with with Sandy. You cannot be your your best when you're not being your authentic self. There's so many lessons, but uh, I guess don't be afraid to take risks and making mistakes. A very wise leader once told me, if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough and you're probably not doing what you should be doing. So taking more risks, calculated risks and engage smart people around you to help you minimize the risk, of course. I love that one. Lisa, you kind of shared that earlier. Do you have a piece of leadership advice you'd want to share with us? I would say find a mentor, find someone you look up to either in your department, your division, your company, but find someone you can ask questions to before you ask them publicly. And if you've got that relationship with anybody in leadership, you should definitely find a mentor and use them, ask them questions as much as you can. They will give you tips and tricks from everything to how to summarize for your senior leadership and make sure you're asking the right questions in advance of having that presentation to how to schedule things to make it easier for people. Good. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to ask you each one question, but what I've heard today is ask questions take risks, have team members around you to help you succeed and be your authentic self. That was kind of the the main thread that all of you kind of brought to the table. And I think one of the things that is so important is to practice it. We hear these things, we listen, but we don't practice. So take a step forward and just try it if you're uncomfortable, depending on where you are in your career. It doesn't really matter. We all have that voice in our head that sows self-doubt and we have to ignore it. So I think I kind of heard that from all of you. And I love that advice. 
All right, let's talk just real quick. Last question. Every day we are advocating to change the conversation, to be at the table and to really create a culture of inclusion. It's not man versus female. It's really about all of us, right? Being able to bring the best of ourselves to solve problems and make a difference in whatever we're doing. So before we close today, is there any initiatives or opportunities that you're excited about and you hope to make sure other people know about? I just want to give you one final word to give your perspective. So we'll uh, again start with Sandy and go to Yvonne and Lisa. So Sandy? Yeah, I think on the diversity and inclusion, and I think Yvonne highlighted some of this as well, is I'm very focused right now on creating an engaged community within the partner and commercial team in, in particular. I'm amazed at just the talent that's out there and being able to provide a platform for people to share their voice, share their ideas, and use that as a way to stem that. And whatever geography, whatever role they're in, whatever background they're in. And so I think just creating that cultural element of that engaged community is one of my top personal priorities for the team. I love that. Thank you. Thanks for being here today, Sandy. Thank you. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. We are doing a lot of work right now at Disney around diversity and inclusion. I had the privilege and honor of serving as our chief diversity officer a number of years ago. It's not the role I'm in today, but I've continued to try to live the values of respecting and appreciating and valuing everyone and every voice and every role that I've been in. And we are going through a transformation, if I can borrow that word again, Sandy. It's it's the most overused word. (laughs) I know, I know. it's, It's a great word. And we're focusing on culture, product and content, transparency, representation and community. And right now I am sponsoring product and content representation and accountability as it relates to diversity and inclusion. I'm bringing in cast members, which is our employees at Disney from all over the organization to have the meaningful conversations to drive meaningful change that tie back to our business, our cast members and our community. So I'm very excited and passionate about what we're doing right now. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing what you're doing at Disney. Lisa, certainly excited. Last but not least, take us home. So as this is a VMworld panel, I am very excited about the technology as a data center technologist, what's going to be happening to modernize our infrastructure and the projects and products that are coming out to help us make our operation and tactical teams more efficient is very exciting on the retail front at Publix. So thank you for having me. It was a great panel. Thank you. We look forward to seeing more of your face and your ideas here with us at VMware. So thank you all for joining us today. It was so informative. Thank you for listening to the CIO Exchange podcast. For more conversations with technology leaders from around the world, consider subscribing to this podcast. And to get video perspectives and deep research, visit VMware.com slash CIO.